Blog Talk Radio. This is the year of the soldier. This is, you know, stand up or, or fall back. You know, I don't really have time to be worried about whether you fuck with me or whether you don't. You know, I, I own a brand called Zero Fucks. Like, do you think that I give a fuck whether you fuck with me or not? I fuck with you. We have a million other things that we could be talking about we could be doing. And right now, I think that my duty is to other human beings. You don't got to fuck with me. I fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fucks with me. You think that I see because if you're in such pain that you see, you, you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm, I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like, I'm getting to everybody. People that are coming to me to help, healing, they don't that. They literally get right here. y'all i am absolutely here it is tell the truth tuesday february 6 2018 i'd like to kick the show off by telling my girl brina happy birthday boo and so we got a nice little spa day getting ready to um go down and of course i'll post pictures of that when it's time but today's show is my tell the truth tuesday with keon cam he is a local toronto artist but he was a model all these things before that i actually know him personally because i know him um through his girlfriend and I was able to catch up with him, so I, it was kind of a little bit of struggle to get him on the show because he just wrapped up um, a couple little uh, concerts and some things he was doing in Toronto. So we'll be discussing his truth today, his work, his life, and love in those Toronto streets. And right now I'm actually getting ready to play this song. Like It's so funny because my boy Marty from um, Pittsburgh was playing this freaking song, and I wanted to punch him in the face because he did it, you know, what most – older grown man doing he's singing the song into his phone and he's looking like he's on facetime and then he's singing the song and i'm like oh my god i love this song and then i can't think of who was singing the song and then actually somebody commented that it was a daniel caesar song so of course i google it trying to find his information turns out daniel caesar just um dropped an album called freudian and he also is a toronto artist so look at look at spirit trying to lead me in the right direction so right now before Keon comes on the show I want to actually play Get You because I love this song so much it just makes me feel so good and I hope it does the same to you
And that is the beautiful, beautiful song by Daniel Caesar, 22 years old, native out of Toronto. So now let's get into it. So it's Tell the Truth Tuesday, and um, I struggle a lot with when I'm going through interpersonal things or when other people are going through things to even do shows at all because my energy is not where it needs to be. But I think that I need to reiterate something that I've been saying a lot for two weeks, and now I understand why is that. You know, our time in this realm, in this universe, is very limited. And so you can choose to be happy every day. You can choose to believe a motherfucker's lies every day. You can choose to be hateful every day. Or you could choose to love everything in the best way that you know how every single day. And I feel like, you know... I understand what somebody was trying to explain to me that, you know, she was saying that she loves everything, right? And I didn't understand what that meant because I'm like, I hate love. Like, fuck love. This is, you know what I mean? It's it's not it's not realistic. I'm a realist, you know? And what I what I know, it's not what I think. Like, what I know that she meant is that, you know, when you're trying to get yourself together, love is the highest vibration that you can have. Nothing higher than that And I think that I allude to that a lot When I say that, you know Sex is a form of possession So when dudes be like, I was just fucking her Right, you were trying to possess her She was trying to possess you There, There is no meaningless act When you're exchanging souls When you're exchanging energy, right Because if you're a low-level person Then you're going to get a low-level bitch That's, that's what's going to happen You're a low-level bitch You're going to get a low-level negra Right, And so what y'all are doing is engaging in dangerous play. And so instead of me going out and exchanging or sacrificing myself or sharing my energy with people that are a lower vibration, I choose to be, you know, loving. Because hate, now I'm understanding what what this girl was trying to explain to me, is that being hateful, being petty, being fucking miserable, all those things, those are, low, those are lower vibes, right? So you're never going to get to that ditty level of happiness, that ditty level of throwing on the fucking chinchilla and the Daniel's leather. Shout out to Daniel's leather in New York City that's been creating all the old school Sherlings. Um, you're never going to get to that level of carefree happiness, being hateful, being petty, being bitter, being a bitch, or being a bitch-ass Negro. You're never going to get there. And so I think that one of the most valuable lessons that I learned this week, and it, it took this week to really hammer that home, is that um, hate, you know, and dwelling on the past and... uh Spitefulness and trying to get a motherfucker back and all that It's such a low vibration that I don't even fucking have time for it It's not even on my radar Like, if you did some fucked up shit for me, you know what, you win You win, my guy, you win If you talk some shit about me, I'm on your mind You love me, that's what it is And I told y'all before that I don't And I guess that I, I guess I was learning this lesson along the way that you know, I don't. There is no such thing as a hater. You you don't hate me because I, I you don't know me fucking enough to hate me. You love me. 
actually. You would love to see me doing bad. You would love to see me dead in the street. You would love to see me not being able to provide for my child or my family. You would love to see me embarrassed. You would love to see me just as ugly as you are, you fucking bitches, or y'all, male and female. You would love that. But unfortunately, because y'all are beneath if you're already looking up to me, that means that you're already beneath me, which means that your vibration is already low. So there's really, I, I don't, I shouldn't even have to address you because you're already beneath me in spirit. It doesn't mean that I'm better than you. I don't think that, but you do. Because if you didn't think that, why are you attacking me? Right? So the lesson that I had to learn this week is that Love is the highest form. It is it is what we should be striving for in our jobs, you know, in our relationships and in our interpersonal relationships with people that we meet in the street. Not that every person that you meet you gotta give them a hug and say, Oh my god, I love you and God loves you and that's not what I mean. When I say love it means that you have to start with yourself. So if you're a female and you're trying to figure out why this dude keeps smashing your face in or why this female keeps robbing you, or why your kids don't fuck with you, or, you know, why the media doesn't like you. If you have to keep asking that question, probably it's because they see that you don't love yourself, and so therefore, if you don't love you, why the fuck should they? You know, I asked somebody a very important question this week, and I said, who are you? And I wasn't saying it to be funny. I was saying it because I think that perception plays a big role in how we care for ourselves and how we care for other people. So if I think that I'm part of the most high, and I'm not even a goddess, I'm just a god, I'm a demigod, right, then that means that anybody that I deal with has to be on that level too because if you're not on that level, me and you are not going to speak the same language. We're going to get into arguments and fights because you don't know who I am. You're not acknowledging that, and I'm not acknowledging who you are because you don't know. And so I think the most dangerous thing that we as people can do is not know who the fuck we are. Like, do, do you know why you were born? Do you? You know why you were born, you know why you're here, you know what your purpose is, you know what your contribution is to the world. And so if we can't have those kinds of conversations, no matter what you've done in life, then you're not, and listen, I'm not being funny, but I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like we're not on the same level. And it doesn't mean that you're beneath me, but it does, because it means that you have decided that you wanted to stay on step three. I'm on step seven. Right, I I keep trying to come down the stairs to get you to to acknowledge who you are as a person, so that we can work with, you know, what traumas, what what violence, and what issues that we have. But if I have to be every motherfucking bitch in the book, cool. That's your perception. That's your reality. I refuse it. I don't know you. And now the door is shut. You know what I mean? And so I think that the lesson that I learned this week from my dear friend is that love really does transcend it all. You know, we had a couple that died, and I posted on it. It was um, Leah Bell and Rasul uh, 
Butler, I believe his name was, a former NBA player. When I saw the picture, I just started crying. I don't even know these motherfuckers. And it was a beautiful picture. And if you follow me um, on Instagram, at miss.d.scott, you know, I said a couple of days ago I saw the picture and it said rip under it. And I went to her page. And on this young lady's bio, Leah Bell, she actually was a singer for uh, America's Got Talent. Was it America's Got Talent she was a singer? Something like that. Like, she she was on one of the, the hit TV shows similar to The Four. So I went to her page and it said on her bio that unicorns never die, and I started crying. And I don't know why because I don't know her. So I searched to see what happened, and it upset me so badly. Not that he was an NBA player or that she was a singer. It upset me because they were married. They were in love. They died together. And it was really till death do us part. The car was going too fast. It was a black Range Rover. Um, they wouldn't have survived this freak accident. He was going uh, 100 miles an hour. He ran into a meter. It ricocheted them into a wall, took the whole roof off the Range Rover. And I said, um, it made me think of how many times I was in a situation for no reason, you know, and what if my last moments were with someone I didn't even like or I didn't fuck with, or what if my last moments were in a car with someone because I just wanted a free meal or someone that I was currently creeping with. None of the latter, of course, at this point in my life would happen currently, but as humans we spend so much time trying to scam, get over, get under, and those are all low vibrations, which is what I mean. And if I had to go and leave this earth, let it be with someone that I chose my life with even in death. So her husband had recently made a post about vibrations saying that if it wasn't bringing him good vibrations, he didn't want to do it. And I could feel literally their love through the pages. That doesn't mean that it was perfect and that everything that they posted was 100. It just means that I know that they loved each other. So when you say ride or die, you understand that the universe responds to that frequency. And so a lot of y'all don't even know what that means. You know, are, are you ready for that? And in my reality, nobody dies. You know, somebody made a a, a, a comment the other day, and I, this time I know I'm, I'm healing. Somebody said to me, you know, in all the years that I've known you, you've never visited your mother's grave. And I literally just bust out laughing, and I said, well, my mother's not in the fucking grave. Those are bones. Like, her soul is not in that fucking grave. So why the fuck would I go to a cemetery to visit my mother when my mother lives within me, within her children? And, you know, not to mention that, but we started a foundation for my mom. You know, so tell me what it is that you're doing for your mother while she's still fucking alive is what I want to know. Because I, I told you before, I'd give anything to be able to sit down and have a cup of coffee with my mom, a Christmas, an Easter, a birthday, a New Year's, anything. You know, and I think that people take that for granted. You know, what do we say? Things that get taken for granted get taken. So... We are taken to another level. We are our ancestors' dreams, and I said, may this couple rest well on their next journey, and love really does transcend all. So right now I am going to go to – caller, are you there? Hey, how's it caller, going? Are you I'm there? here. Hey, I'm here. Hello? how are you? How's it going? I'm doing Hi, good. I'm how are you doing? fabulous. I'm sorry? Think, first of all – First of all, I'd like to say thanks for having me. No worries. You know how we do. You know how we do. Always. But um, so I want to talk about, first of all, introduce yourself and tell everybody where they can find you. And then we're going to get into okay. your Tell the Truth Tuesday and your music. Sounds good. Hello. Can you? I just want to make sure. Can you hear me well? Absolutely. I can hear you crystal clear. Okay, perfect. 
Hello, everybody. My name is Keon, Keon Cam, uh, and I am a musician, artist out of Toronto, Ontario. You can find me on all social media platforms on Keon Cam, literally just K-E-O-N-C-A-M, and that's K-E-O-N-C-A-M, Keon Cam. Uh, I'm on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on SoundCloud. You can follow me on YouTube, and you can follow me on all the platforms. And I follow back, and I got some cool, cool stuff. And you, you invite people to parties. So tell me, because I recently just found out that you, um, you did a couple of um, tour dates, like you did a couple of concerts, correct? Yeah, I, I recently did some shows. Uh, I, I did, uh, and so tell us how that was because I'm on the page, so I, I follow you on Instagram, obviously, and we met because yeah. there's a huge brunch that goes on in Toronto. So for years, I you know, I'm, I'm in love with his girlfriend. I love her, and, um, you know, she's been posting. So he did, you, you know, people don't know that you also did some modeling prior to this, as did she, and beautiful couple. And so when you started doing music, I'm like, oh, okay, well, when y'all coming on the show? You know what I'm saying? So we were actually just in Toronto uh, last weekend, I didn't get a chance to link, but I told her, I said, well, you know, we'll go ahead and we'll get on the show. That's not going to be a problem. So basically she was telling me that you had just did some shows and you got some music on SoundCloud. Um, I'm going to actually uh, ask that you send me that. Well, you know what, they can just go to your page and then download the link from there because I know it's in your, your bio because I tried to get your music. I tried to get wet downloaded for tonight, but it was not cooperating with me today in these uh, upstate New York streets. So tell me about what your energy is like and what inspires you to write the songs that you write and the energy that you have on stage. Well, first thing I want to point out is, like, I don't even write. Wow. So everything that I, yeah, everything that I have out is actually a freestyle straight off the top. Really? So that's like some when yeah, Jay-Z so, goes into the booth type. Wow. Yeah, well, just okay, like for so me, like, something I'm, I didn't I've been, know. I've been, yeah, so I've been rapping for like, like, I've always like, growing up as a kid, there was like, I used to watch Freestyle Fridays on BET. So I was like, ooh, we had Freestyle Fridays in my neighborhood. So what I used to do is I I used to, like, battle and win. So I, I was actually, like, a freestyle champion in my neighborhood. So based on so that, I tell everybody what talent. neighborhood that is because you know that there's this misconception that Toronto is all, you know, tree-lined streets and they forget about Jane and Finch and everything like that. So tell us what neighborhood you're from in Toronto. Uh, so I'm... I'm from the east end of Toronto in a neighborhood called Scarborough and a neighborhood called Malvern. So the neighborhood that I'm from is called Malvern. Okay. So now when you go on stage, so you're just basically a freestyle artist because I I really didn't want to call you a rapper because I know that you're artistic. So I know that there's a lot more that goes into your sound, your look, and everything than just, you know what I mean, just rap. I didn't really want to put it in a box. Is that accurate? You could say that, but honestly, I do rap. I literally go in there rap. Like, I'll go in there, and I'll I'll put out, like, because, like, for me, I also come from, like, I'm a fashion guy before this rap stuff, right? Right, that's what I said. You were a model prior to this. Yeah, exactly. And I'll just go in there in, like, my dopest outfit and just feel it myself, and I'll just be like, yo, let me make a song. And, like, that's how a lot of my music comes I just go in there with a certain mood. Like, music's also my therapy, right? So 
let's say, for right, example, right. like, you know, like, I feel good about something, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to be like, ooh, let's make a record, and, like, I just, boom, I just go in there, and I eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Now, is studio time something that's just as hard to come by as it is in New York City as it is in any other city, or do you have your own, like, built-in sound system in the house or in, in your own little studio, you know what I mean? So, luckily, uh, I work with a producer by the name of Pretty Boy. Um, okay. And he's the guy who produces all the records that I have out right now. And he actually has a studio that's an at-home setup. So we just go there and we just we just chop it up and he just mix and match oh, it. Oh, that's that's amazing. Because, listen, I'm however, lucky like that, too. My boy Saladin has a, um in-home studio as well, so I'm very lucky that I'm able yeah, to just that. go down the street and, and do what I need to do. Exactly. And, and for me, like... Connecting back to me saying how I freestyled a lot as a kid, I actually, I like, I've actually been recording for like a solid five years, and I, mm-hmm. I just, I, I like just mastered it this year, and that's why I started putting music out, because like I always knew how to rap, but the recording part is different. But for me, I've always like been comfortable with that at home like kind of like trap recording style. So for me, like right, the at home setup is always super cozy. You know, it's always cozy. Don't get me wrong. I can go into a big studio and still eat it up. But for me, like, it's just like, honestly, any opportunity to record, plug me in, give me a beat. If it's dope, I'll I'll eat it up. I agree. I like that. Now, do you have any type of inspiration other than just your good vibes and things like that that make you want to record songs like Wet and get on the stage? Because I saw some footage of you on stage, and it was almost like watching um, – Flee from Red Hot Chili Peppers, like very energetic, ripping the shirt off, you know, you know what I'm saying, bobbing yeah, the head. It's just a lot of vibration, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Like, honestly, like, I grew up listening to all types of music, but I, I've always been into, like, the punk rock scene and, like, watching oh, punk rock okay. shows back when I was in college. I always liked that vibe, so that's why when you see me on stage, I'll do that. But I, I actually went to school for performing arts. I can believe it. So, so which one? So for me. So what? What is your first love then? I mean, my first love is mm-hmm. you know my lady cat who actually got me on this on this on this platform. Yeah, because she's super dope too. I like her. And exactly. then, no, I mean your first love as far as you know getting in the studio or you know what I'm saying. Like my first love is writing. Right, and then I would have to say performing right. arts, and then I would say music, and then For you sure. see what I mean? Like that's what I mean. I'd say my first love is my first love is like hustling and making money, because like for me, <laughs> like this is the thing. Like for me, I'm in a position where like making music is also like a hobby because I, I have a I have a full time job that's like dope, right? So like I could go like I don't. This may sound weird, but like. I'm not like, I got to rap to put food on the table, like food on the table, right? So for me, it's like, I think it's like my first priority and my first love has always been like the the art of, of, of making money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? So now what are you doing? So what possessed you to do um, uh, 
this album out of the blue because I've always known you to be a model. You were with, you know, a couple of brands. You were doing very well. You have the aesthetic for that. And then just out of the blue, I see Kat posting. Kat is his girlfriend, y'all. Very beautiful. Um, I see Kat posting and, like, being very supportive, and I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm like, now he's, you know, an artist. But what people don't understand is, like I said, the visual arts leads way to music, leads way to fashion, leads way to verbal, leads way to writing. You see what I mean? So that's what people don't understand is that when you say the arts, it's 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 both in front of the camera, behind the camera. Like, can you imagine being an artist and you didn't know what you wanted your aesthetic to be? You know, or can you imagine being a writer and, and you don't know someone that's going to be able to put those words into motion? It would be a nightmare. So it seems that you have all of those things um, plotted out in Toronto. Now, do you think that the Toronto rap scene, because, you know, Drake's dominating everything, and then you have OVO dominating everything, and then you have Weekend dominating everything, and Belly is now, which, you know, I absolutely love Belly, because lyrically I've loved Belly probably for almost a decade, because a lot of people don't realize that Belly was actually writing under Rock Nation, Jay-Z, and them for, for many, many years. He's at, he actually was a poet first. So you have all these great acts coming out of Toronto. Do you think, literally 416, do you think that it's going to be difficult to break into that, or do you think that they're, you know, super accepting of your craft right now? I think the way that I look at it is that it's all about, like, there's always there's always a market to tap into. And also mm-hmm. at the same time, like, the music industry is also very oversaturated on like a business level. However, even in Toronto, time, there is a lot. Yeah, but there is a small scene and there is opportunity. But for me, uh, my main focus is just like you said. Like you could see that this is very planned and plotted. Like, like for me, I, I didn't really want to be a rapper, but like this choice was made five years ago, right? Mhm. So we we just we decided to do it because like. You know, everyone we had a we had a meeting, and everyone was like, "Yeah, Yo, you got the look, you got the steez, you should start practicing your rap." So then I started. People like when I first started, people were investing in my studio time to like record. It's just like I I just like wasn't really down to like put out music. I was like, I don't know if I want to be a rapper. I'm not into that. But like, mm-hmm. you know, I just I just woke up one day and I'm like, you know what? A lot of these rappers like. Look, look how I look, and they rap about the life that I've lived. So I feel like it's time to mm-hmm. tell my story. And I, and I just came in the game. And also, when it comes to like this music game, like you gotta you gotta have at least some sort of budget. So like I'm also in a good financial position to be able to like right, exactly. So it's all a plan, right. but like my plan to to conclude to what I'm saying is that like I'm just gonna stay in my lane and create my buzz. And just like, you know, Very keep good growing it and words. building it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, my I whole thing like is I, this. So I, there, I tell people all the time, there's enough, there's enough money to go around and there's enough food for everybody to eat. You know, so it's each one teach one. You know what I mean? So, you mm-hmm. know, you have Tyler, the creator, that's getting ready to be in concert there uh, in 11 days. You know what I mean? I'm sure that when he came out, people were like, Oh, you know, this, this, and this. But I personally know business-wise that Tyler, the creator, made 300 something thousand dollars selling socks two years ago online before they came out with the Odd Future, you know, brand and, it, you know, getting as, as popular as it was. So, I mean, literally, 
anything is possible. And so, like I said, it was just really a treat to be able to have somebody from Toronto tell their side of the story because you see a lot of the kids here in New York, I mean, literally in New York City and, and all over America, everybody wants to be a rapper. That's what they want to do. It is what it is. But then if you see, you watch some of these shows like The Four, like I don't know if you're familiar with The Four, you'll see, you know, that's the show with Diddy and DJ Khaled and Charlie and uh, what's her name, Megan Trainer, And so you see them on the show saying that they want – raw talent, but then literally there's people on the show that have won Grammys for writing for Layla Hathaway. They just never got their break. And then you have people that are getting, you know, 1 million YouTube, you know, views and hits per month and, you know, getting voted off the show. So, you know, I just think that it's really great that you're able to carve out your own niche because you don't look like anybody else that's really in the game right now. You do come from a modeling background. Like I said, anybody that can go on your page or, or Kat's page can see that you guys come from a visually stunning background. So what is next for you? Are you trying to do any festivals coming up this summer, anything going on? Because, you know, I, I'm up in Toronto as much as I can be, but I'll yeah. definitely be up there uh, caravan a week I mean, for five days, and then we'll be staying over for OVO Fest. I'd say right now the main focus for me is just, like, building more content so that I, I could just keep growing fans. Because, you know, right now I have music out that's a certain sound. Like, mm-hmm. like right now, what I have, even knowing it's a freestyle, it's still planned, right? I'm not just like, let's do some shit. I go in and I'm like, okay, like, my the mixtape that I'm actually going to put out, uh, and I'm planning to put that out on, I'm actually going to put that on the 14th, February 14th, on Valentine's oh, Day. That's I'm putting out a mixtape called High Fashion Part 1. Uh, oh, and I pretty like much that. that's just going to be like, for me, like, and that makes sense to like what you know about me. So like, it's a very, mm-hmm. like the first, the first project is like, hey, everybody, I can rap, <laughs> you know? So like now I'm building the content that's going to be a bit more, a bit more melodies, a bit more love songs, a bit more like just giving it a different vibe. So the, the focus for me is well, going to be And that's where you and, are in life right now. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't yeah. be doing struggle music or struggle pieces and you're not in the struggle. And I think that, cause you know, I'm getting ready to write my seventh book and it's a struggle for me and my team because it's like, okay, am I struggling? Like, am I, am I sad right now? Like I'm not. So I actually have to, you know, I, I walk the line and, and I tell people like, I have to invoke those demons. I have to go like on a sabbatical and get away from people and kind of, you know, put myself into that headspace to be able to write that kind of nonfiction book that that's what I'm known for. You know, that kind of in-your-face, raw, you know, tell the truth Tuesday, fuck off type of thing because that's who I am, well, was. But at the same time, you know, there's definite artistry that goes into having to be in in solidarity to do that. And so for you, you're saying that, like, your your vibe right now is the fashion and everything, and and I definitely think you should just play off that because that's what it looked like to me. You know what I mean? Was like that ode to like the Jimi Hendrix era, the whole flea, that eighties and nineties rock band, that's what you present like on stage, I think. And that's that's exactly what it is aesthetically. See? See? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, see? <laughs> so tell everyone where they can get your SoundCloud 
um, information from because I want them to go and download it because I was going to download it, then I was like, you know what, let them go to your page, get the link, or go to the SoundCloud and download it. And right. are you coming out with any <laughs> merchandise that we're going to be able to pick up since you are into fashion? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely going to come out with some merch because, like, you know, me, like, I'm just a clothes guy. So the merch mm-hmm. is definitely going to come. I'm actually a, a creative director with with some, with a partner who's actually my brother. He has a brand called Neroy Studio. So uh, right. yeah, he's actually gonna produce my merch, and it, it, it's gonna come. It's just gonna be some cool stuff. Uh, but you can find my music on SoundCloud.com/slash/KeonCam. It's not downloadable, however, it is streamable. And you know what? You just inspired me to actually make it downloadable. So I'm actually going to do that tonight. I'm going to make it all downloadable. Because you could choose on, okay, on, like, on, on the streaming. You can choose on the streaming if you could, like, make it downloadable or not. But I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to make it downloadable based on what you just said. Because it's good for the people to be able to have it. And, you know, I'm just trying to share love and share fans through positive energy and good music. And good, oh, I like that. See? See? And I was just talking about vibes i was just talking about people and that's the vibe that i get from you and cat too like very you know you guys are up to par on what vibes are because there's you know some stuff going on and tell the truth tuesday really is really a, a mental health issue for me especially here in the states we have so many black men committing suicide we have black women having you know black women here are the new face of the nervous breakdown you know but for me i do this show every week i've been on air now for three years this is my 221st episode so I'm not new to it and basically I just get on here I vent and I literally before you came on the show was talking about people when they have lower vibrations the things that they talk about you know the things that they see the things that they notice when if you're vibrating from a space of love not you know and I think that people misinterpret me because I'm so goddamn hateful I really am (laughs) people used to call me a shepherd for the devil but you know what I mean but that comes from me being dark but that doesn't mean that I didn't (laughs) have love You understand what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't mean that I'm incapable of love. It just means that in that space in my life, that's where I was. And so if I don't choose to be there anymore, certain conversations I can't have with people. Like, I can't have the conversation, why are you talking to me like this? You know, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, I can't be having these conversations right now. You know exactly who the fuck I am, and that's why you keep trying to talk to me like that, but it's not two years ago. It's not even yesterday, you know, and if there's a bigger message that I want to get out, I just, you know, I learned this lesson this week is that love transcends all. Love love even transcends death. That's what a high vibration it is. And I was telling somebody recently that when you mix love and you mix sex together and you love the person that you're with and you're you're intimate with them, that is literally, like everyone is talking about this Erica Badu article that's coming out in Vogue magazine. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but she's admitting that she's a bruja, you know, she's a witch, quote, unquote. You know, she cast, right. but we all knew that, right? I mean, I, didn't you know that? that? We all knew that. Yeah, we all, yeah, those of us on. that are in the lifestyle, her, her, like, we knew, dress, like, girl, like you're doing something. Like magic. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, like there's something about her. Yeah, like something's (laughs) going on. You know what I mean? Like you didn't just have three kids to three separate rappers in three different eras that 
our our glass. Like there there's no way that you did that and you're just this regular schmegular, you know, girl from Dallas, Texas. We knew when we see her with the crystals and the the incense and the handkerchiefs and the candles and just even in the way she speaks. And so I think that people are are looking at, you know, what she's saying being a bruja, which is the Spanish version, which means that she's probably more likely studying Santeria, which is not the same thing as voodoo or voodoo or, you know what I mean, just the, the Haitian version of it. But people keep forgetting that Haiti and Dominican Republic are neighbors. Like, literally, you can walk over one border to the next, just like you can Canada and U.S., same thing. So I exactly. think that... And I feel like that's... And I feel like, you know, if 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 people who listen to my lyrics, they might get this mm-hmm. idea that, like, oh, this guy's a little obnoxious. He's a bit of a show-off or, like... He's a dick, because that's like, like someone has said that to me, it's like, hey, man, your music's dope, but you kind of sound like a dick. But this is my my point. Like, I, my, that's my your vibe. Is to, my music is actually, I'm just sharing my lifestyle and referencing things to inspire mm-hmm. anyone, black, white, young, gay, straight, tall, short, to, like, you don't have to be a statistic or a stereotype, because I was not a statistic, and I made it up. When I was in, I want to share a story. When I was in grade nine, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the a guidance counselor, actually grade ten, guidance counselor said, "Hey, uh, you you skipped a lot of classes and you failed. I, I failed like four classes." And she's like, "You're probably not going to graduate. You probably shouldn't finish school. You should probably like go to business." And I was like, "You know what? I proved a point. I graduated with honors. I went to college. I graduated co- college with high honors. And like, you know, and now I'm out here just like showing my story to let anyone." Like I said, to know that, like, you know, you don't have to be a statistic or a stereotype in this world that we live in. And just like you said, you can do that through just being yourself and through positive energy and love. Right. And I think that people misinterpret when I say, like, love, 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 love. Because my girlfriend, she used to say, you know, she says this all the time, like, love this and love that. And she'd be like, oh, I'm throwing daisies at you. I'm sending a bouquet your way. And I'm like, ugh. Like, I was so agitated with it. But then when I look back at where my life was at that time when she's trying to give me this positive vibe with this energy of love, doesn't mean she's in love with me, doesn't mean, like, oh, my God, I just love you so much. And no, it just meant that she's saying, like, I'm choosing to vibrate on this level and you're choosing to be be down here. So because you're down here, you're not going to accept what I'm trying to give to you. And so maybe that's the same thing in music or in art. If, you know, like when, when Jay-Z's 444 came out, right, I forget who it was, and I, and I, wanna, I can't even, I'm not even going to lie, but this person said that that was a song that he would listen to. It was 50 Cent, actually, said that that was an album he would listen to when he was playing golf, right, in a golf cart, which... It, it, you know, first of all, who disses Jay-Z? Nobody does because he'll shut your whole life down. Like, he really is that powerful. But at the same time, so is 50 Cent. But you're looking at two different men, two different vibes. There was an interview that came out, and, I mean, we're going to close the show with this, but there was an interview that came out. It was on The Breakfast Club, and Diddy's on there. And they were talking about 50 Cent having a beef with him and then saying how Diddy likes to, you know, punk people and Diddy's, you know, gay and all this other shit. First of all, I mean, anyways, Diddy has, like, five children. doesn't mean he's not gay. It just means, like, come on. So he says, listen, he says, you know, 50 Cent was like, yeah, he tried that with me, asked me did, he, did I want him to buy me an outfit. And Diddy's like, listen, don't you see? 
He was like, that man loves me, talking about 50 Cent. And, you know, Charlemagne and them are like, no, we really think he don't like your ass. And he's like, listen, y'all, y'all think he don't love me? He talk about me every chance he get. He loves me, right? And they said, well, y'all are like the same type. Diddy shut the whole conversation down and said, no, we are not the same. We're not the same, Okay. And the reason that Diddy said that is because 50 Cent is notorious for having an older child that he doesn't take care of, whereas Diddy adopted his oldest child, Quincy, is actually the singer Al B. Shore's son. Okay, there was a big stink about it, you know, when, when Quincy celebrated his birthday, he's acting, he's producing, whatever, and if you look at the child, he looks just like Al B. Shore. But Diddy was like, nah, that's my son, our son, I raised him. You see what I mean? So Diddy is letting you know that I'm coming from a place of love. You know, everybody eats when they're with me, and 50 Cent is just coming from a different place. Uh, You know, he's not where Diddy is yet. I'm not talking about finances. I'm just talking about in his spirit. You know, enough to say, you know what, I'm going to bat all the hatches. I don't really care what my baby's mom said. I don't care what happened with this, this, and this. Everything is love because if he did that, he will be on the same level as Diddy as far as love and vibration is concerned. So I am glad that I got you on my show. I want to say you're my first uh, Canadian guest, uh, out-of-country guest that's on the show. Actually, not out-of-the-country. You're my first Canadian guest that's on the show, especially in 2018. So I want to thank you for coming on. Give Kat a kiss for me. Tell her I was eating some honey, some uh, honey straight out of the uh, out of the wax, <laughs> out of the wax because I started Ooh, eating it sounds, like a while ago, and I just grabbed it and went and got some. I know, I love it, well, though. Thank you but for thank you so me. much for coming on the show, and we will talk to you soon. It's all peace and love, and thank you guys. Go make sure you check out Keon Cam at K E O N C A M. And guys, love and light. Good night. Good night.